Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Well, the Ashes are staying in Australia, but the challenges are coming thick and fast for our female cricketers. Meg Lanning and the crew squeezed, I reckon, one night in at the pub before a flight to New Zealand to begin the isolation period ahead of their mission to regain the Cricket World Cup trophy, which is where we find Elise Perry. Elise, thanks a lot for your time. I imagine you've got a fair bit of time to kill right about now, don't you? Yeah, morning. Um, thanks very much for having me on and um, and killing a bit of time for me. Um, but, yeah, fortunately, actually, we're... We're out of quarantine tonight, um, three days earlier than expected yeah. in the end um, because some change in the, the government laws over here. So um, it hasn't been the worst result, actually. I saw that. And you're not on your own there. I think uh, England flew over with you, didn't you? Shared a flight there and uh, I think maybe a new – who else is there? Is it South Africa and Pakistan there as well? Or you just sharing yeah, there's it with four, four of us. All four teams are in the same hotel. Um, I think – uh, South Africa and Pakistan might have come a day early, so they left last night, um, and then ourselves in England are out tonight. So, how have you been feeling in the last uh, sort of seven days? <laughs> um, I don't know if this is a sad reflection on me, but I don't mind it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll just uh, yeah, I suppose like a little bit of downtime since um, since a fairly busy schedule back home in Australia with the Ashes, and um, there's something a little bit cool about the challenge of finding. Um, ways to entertain yourself in a fairly small um, small room. So, um, and also my life admin, I think, is is up to date, which is the first time in a long time. So, <laughs> it hasn't been too bad, but it'll certainly be uh, be nice to get out and about again and and just be in some fresh air and um, yeah, be be around everyone else. One thing which I fear I would presume is uh, is pretty high is the uh, morale and the mood of the group after mm. such a dominant summer. So I imagine, albeit it can be a little bit. Uh, Annoying being around the same people uh, time and time and time and time again, but you must be feeling pretty good with yourselves after what you achieved over in Australia this summer. Yeah, there's been a really nice um, vibe, I think, to the group. Um, you know, even during the Ashes, I think the whole time there was just this really calm kind of evenness to to the way that we went about things. Um, I suppose we've got some some fairly great experience across the group now and, and we're all used to playing together and touring together. And I think, you know, um, it's been documented a heck of a lot, but, but COVID's brought a whole new level to it as well, just in terms of, um, you know, regulations and, and things that you can and can't do. So um, the way that we've been able to adjust to that and just take it all as we go has been great. Um, I also think too, we've got um, a couple of new bubs um, for some of the girls in, in the group. And so it's really been really nice to have um, the babies around too. I think everyone kind of gets a chance to, hmm. to hang out with them and that's brought a, a different feel to it as well. Hey, babysitting duties for you, Elise, you put your hand up. <laughs> um, I will actually. Yeah. Um, Megan Schutz got her little girl Riley over here and um I think it'll be really cool to spend a bit of time with her. I've got a little nephew at home that I haven't seen for a while. So um, hopefully it'd be nice to 
to, I guess, fill that gap a little bit with Riley. What will life be like once you clear quarantine over in Christchurch? Is it pretty much uh, business as usual? You can come and go as you please and do all sorts of things. Are there restrictions from that the Cricket Australia have put in place? What's life going to be like? Uh, there is actually a fair few restrictions, mainly coming from the, the tournament directors. Um, one of the things that really struck me when we landed here a little while ago was just um, potentially sort of where New Zealand are at with with their experience with COVID versus, I suppose, Australia. And they haven't quite gone through the Omicron wave yet. They're still bracing for that. So um, as a result, there's a lot more sort of restrictions and rules around around different things. Um, so, yeah, I think there'll be some fairly tight biosecurity laws, but at the same time, I think, you know, there's definitely been some things built in to give us a chance to, um, you know, go out and explore. And um, New Zealand's such a beautiful country and so much of it exists in the outdoors. So at least we'll be able to do a lot of that. Speaking of Elise Perry, Elise, you had an interesting Aussie summer, didn't you? I mean, by the end, I think you'd, you'd busted down a few more records and, and you had a great uh, Ashes series, but it's never nice to be dropped as you were for the shortest format, the T20s. I guess what speaks to your sort of career and your success is that it was big news at the time. How, how did you handle all that? Um, yeah, I mean, certainly wasn't the end of the world. Um, <laughs> from many en- angles um, obviously in the context of of life it really doesn't matter too much but I think too in terms of my career like um, I've been super lucky and and really fortunate to have the run that I have I think um, you know probably missing out on those games in retrospect and and going forward is a really nice um, you know opportunity for me and challenge for me to to really improve in a couple of aspects of of the shortest format um but you know equally like just being around the group and um i suppose like experiencing something from a different side of the fence is is only a really good thing i think going forward in terms of understanding that and and also you know i guess what impact it has it has on me um you know for the next little bit of my career so um yeah i mean Obviously, it's never nice not playing games, but also the, I think that was some some really great things to come from it. Perhaps not as hard-hitting as question as uh, Sam Archie, but not <laughs> far away from 1 million, 1 million Instagram followers. You oh. must be looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hadn't actually been keeping track of that, oh, to be honest. Come on. Um, oh, yeah. I, oh, God. Um in all, I'm in not all, sure where that would rate. <laughs> in all honesty, I thought it would have been right up there. In all honesty, um, I was having what Sam and I were talking about this before we came on air this morning. A lot of uh, the female athletes are, you know, having great opportunity or getting receiving great opportunities from a commercial point of view with their social media reach and those sorts of things. So it actually is whilst have a bit of poke a bit of fun, but your popularity, almost a million followers. It is great to see particularly the female athletes getting opportunities on the commercial side of things through social media. Yeah, well, first I should probably put a caveat to that, that I've probably bought half of those followers, so it doesn't really <laughs> count. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the other side of that question, and it's something I've thought about a lot, is just like how much opportunity there is there um, commercially for, for the game. And um I think it, it opens the door to a whole new wave of, of, of sponsors, like, um, you know, some very traditional sponsors that have been involved in in sport, particularly the male side of sport, um, you know, from beer companies, um, betting companies, car companies, those kinds of things. But I think, you know, there's a whole different angle and opportunity from a marketing perspective to for companies to be involved in female teams and, and just sort of what they represent and, and things that are a little bit more true to 
I guess, the women's side of the game. So, um. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate. Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, it's great to see that evolve. It's great to see teams get more opportunity in that space, but also um, individual athletes too. So it's certainly a, a really exciting time and um, nice to see the progress um, that also continues to keep happening at the moment. Uh, Elise, just on the World Cup, I, I don't know if you had strong thoughts on this one way or the other, but the announcement over the prize money that the ICC on Tuesday confirmed. So it's going up. Well, it's going up a sizable amount. It's going up 75% on the last event in 2017. I mean, it is still dwarfed by the men's World Cup prize money from three years ago, but the winner's check is, what is it, $1.85 million. So where do you sort of sit on that as a as a professional uh, female cricketer and the prize money that lies in wait for you? Yeah, well, I think probably along the same lines as, as that last question. Um, it's awesome to see, like, every year the opportunity and the development that comes um, across you know women's cricket but also women's sport in general and I think a large component of that is the increasing commercialization of it and whether that you know more people coming to the to the game um, more people watching it on tv or, or more sponsors wanting to be involved and I think um, it's really nice to see it grow as a commercial product and you know the reflection of that is prize money going up um, obviously there's a bit of a margin still between men's and women's sport but I think so long as that's sort of going the right direction. Um, it, it's a great thing and, you know, it's probably not something that's going to close overnight, but but I don't think it should either. I think it should be like a, a really steady progress that's built on, on great foundations that I think are well supported by what we're able to do for the sport. So um, I think it's a really positive thing and I think it's only going to keep getting better, which is awesome. This, that the, the money that's earned from potentially winning the tournament, that, that just goes back into the coffers of, Cricket Australia, or is it dispersed amongst the players? How does that? How's that broken down? Do you know? Oh, uh, that's a great question. I'm pretty sure um, the large majority of it goes to the players. Um, I think there's some support in there for um, the International Players Association as well, um, and potentially. Yeah, you know, I actually don't 100% know, but I know a large majority of it goes to to the players, which mm. is um, pretty amazing. So, uh, Elise, you've got a warm-up match. You've got plenty of time. I mean, West Indies is scheduled for February 27, New Zealand March 1. They're in Christchurch, and then you, obviously your official campaign starts against England in Hamilton on March 5. But what do your movements look like over the course of the next, what is it, 10 days once you get out of quarantine there? Yeah, we get out tonight, and I think you know the next couple of days are pretty quiet, just sort of let people readjust to, mm. to normal life again um, and also just have a chance to sort of spread their wings and um, have a look around Christchurch and not, get too serious about training yet i think you know probably given the long lead in time um we didn't want to start too long out and be tired by by the time we're at that first match so um i've got my push bike over here so i'll probably take off around christchurch a bit um i know some of the girls are itching to to get a good coffee and that kind of stuff so <laughs> i think it'll be pretty low-key the, the next couple of days and then we'll, we'll get into training early next week and we're obviously all on the outside looking in but but maddie mod i mean aside from the throwdowns in the nets uh, which you probably keep him <laughs> away from he, he comes across as a super impressive uh, operator what's his main message been like going into a, a big tournament like this once again 
Um, yeah, I think Modi Modi's sort of been around the group for such a long period of time now and seen so many different um, situations and also different iterations of our group. And, um, you know, probably seeing him in the last couple of years, he's just so level-headed and, and consistent in his messaging. Um, and I think, you know, he sort of recognises that there'll definitely be some challenges along the way and some ups and downs. But um, I think, you know, the theme for us has just been trying to, like, stick to exactly what what we know and stay calm and, um, you know, whatever gets thrown at us, we'll, we'll hopefully have a really good response for that. So I think he's really good at just maintaining that kind of level level nature. Um, as you said, probably keep him away from the throwdown nets a little bit. Um, <laughs> too far, I think he's a bit gun shy um, at the moment, but um, also he's more keen to be on the golf course most of the time as yeah. well. So um, yeah, he's been great to have around. He's been such a consistent voice for all of us for the last, I think, eight years or so. So, um, yeah, hopefully with this tournament, he hasn't won a one-day World Cup um, as yet, and we'd love to do that for him because, um, yeah, he's had lots of success elsewhere, just this this one tournament. Elise, we wish you the best of luck. Thanks for uh, <laughs> jumping on the Zoom for us uh, this morning. And I tell you, a, a lot of love for you off the uh, from the SEN family coming through loud and clear as we've been speaking to you. So we appreciate it and all the best for a big World Cup. We wish you well. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks for all the support. Really appreciate it. There she is, Elise Perry, uh, cricket superstar. And a reminder, the Aussies opened their campaign in the one-day World Cup against England in Hamilton on March 5. And uh, knocking on wood here, but the way things have been going against the Poms, you'd uh, you'd back us in to make a solid start to the tournament over there. So Elise Perry, great to have her on the line. Has a great view on uh, on all things cricket and life. And um, and I guess where professional sport women sits with it. Almost at a million. Almost a million, yeah. Good question from you, JJ.